Industry Insider is only available at Promo Corner, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Each Monday, they discuss, dissect, and debate a single issue impacting the world of promotional marketing from every industry perspective. Now, it's time for Promo Corner's Industry Insider. Welcome to another edition of the Industry Insider Podcast, your promotional products podcast where you can get all the nerdy news you need to know about. My name is Jeff Franklin, National Accounts Manager with Headwear USA, and I'm joined today by three other lovely folks. But before we get to them, I am going to just tell you guys a little bit about our sponsor today. Uh, our sponsor is, of course, Tervis Promos. Uh, so Tervis has been around since 1946, starting with their classic line. They've got sleek styles that make, the per make perfect for the active and on-the-go lifestyle. Tervis is the original double-wall insulated drinkware that keeps cold drinks cold and reduces condensation. They're backed by a made-for-life guarantee. And Tervis is the original customizable double-wall insulated drinkware that keeps cold drinks cold and hot drinks hot. Available in several sizes, including a sippy cup, a wine glass, both stemmed and stemless. They've got a 10-ounce wavy, a 16-ounce mug, a 16-ounce and 24-ounce tumblers, and 24-ounce water bottle. They're made from Triton plastic, made in America, limited warranty, or I'm sorry, lifetime warranty, dishwasher safe, microwave safe, and BPA free. Uh, you know, you should definitely check them out at TervisPromos.com. You won't be sorry that you did. I know my favorite coffee mug is a Tervis Promos mug. So listen, go check them out, TervisPromos.com. So as I said, I'm joined by three other lovely folks. Let's say hi to Steve McFadden with Perfect Promotions and more. How are you? Hey, doing well. Little, uh, t my, my, my uh, headphones are taking about half of the screen today, but it's, but it's all good there. There's some nice rhapsodies I'm rocking. Looks, so looks normal to me. <laughs> Got some premium sound blasting through the rhapsodies today. So that other voice is Meg Erber, our favorite Meg Erber, Big Meg. Big Meg in the house. Also a big loser this week. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and a whomping, I heard. Whatever. There was a, there was a, there was a bit of a spanking in fantasy football. You know. <laughs> What can I say? We're also joined today by Brian Porter with Starline. Brian, how are you? I'm well. I'm well. How are you all doing? Thanks I'm doing great, man. It's super cool to have you on the show. I'm really looking forward to this. So uh, for those of you guys that don't know Brian, Brian's a great dude, uh, one of the best in the industry uh, with Starline. And, you know, they, he actually runs a podcast as well uh, called the BPNJ Show. And uh, it's a really, really cool show. You should check them out as well. Uh, but we're here today to talk about PPEF, the Promotional Products Education Foundation, uh, you know, because it, this year has been a little bit difficult, obviously. And I know that uh, PPEF does a ton of their fundraising during Expo. And with that going virtually this year, we'd like to just talk about that and then maybe see how we can bring some awareness to PPEF uh, to help raise some funds this year. So, Brian, before we get into all that and we launch the topic, why don't you uh, just give everybody a brief rundown, say three to four minutes of who you are, how you got started in the industry and all things Brian Porter. Right on, right on. Well, first and foremost, I appreciate you guys having me on. Um, you know, I've watched this many times. You guys do an outstanding job. So. It's good to get a hangout with some some people you love. Um, so yeah, I've been in the industry about 23 years, I guess. I was trying to put pencil to paper. Uh, always on the supplier side. I actually started uh, with uh, Norwood, as many of us have way back in the day, and uh, went through this corporate training program, and it was great. You lived in Texas. You learned everything from the ground up. I mean, I printed stuff, samples, uh, worked trade shows, all that kind of stuff. And then uh, I moved to Kansas City. And um, I have been with national accounts. I was vice president of sales at ProTals. Uh, I was with Barton Nelson back in the day. I ran U.S. sales for Spectre for four years. And then uh, for the past three years, I've been, been with Starline. So um, 
I, I kind of say that I, I, it's not the birthplace of the industry, but I grew up in Newton, Iowa. So for a very small town, you know, it was Newton, it was Vernon, and it was Maytag in a town of 15,000 people. So I've known about the promo world my whole life. And uh, so, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's my family. So um, you know what, Brian, I'm kind of disappointed you didn't go with Maytag. I could see you being the Maytag man. Maytag man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I thought about it, but you know, <laughs> The promo world called. So yeah. there you go. So Fair Brian, enough. Was it RCC or was it Souvenir Line that you were with? So it was RCC. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was great though because it, it was so crazy. It was so long ago, right? Like pre pre internet, pre cell phones, all that kind of stuff. But I, I tell this story all the time. Like there was a facility on one side of the railroad tracks, right? And then and then on the other side was where we did all of our our uh, baseball caps and stuff. And trains would park on this track. And we used to run folders back and forth. And, and so the train would be three miles long. They'd go, just crawl underneath the train. And so we'd take the little file with the slick and crawl underneath the train or crawl over the train. And you just hope for the best. That's how crazy things were back in, back in the day. So that was part of the internship was risking your life for a, uh, you know, a trucker's cap that was going to be printed. Uh, you later. know what? It's actually true what we used to do back in the day. I was actually talking to Eric Levin uh, from Jetline. We were laughing, um, talking about the stuff that we used to do. And he said, oh, I was talking to Rachel Levin. I'm like, you know, I drove all the way up to Long Island and went skydiving with her. And he was like, well, you know what I did? And I'm like, we're nuts. Like, what? <laughs> it just, you know, <laughs> you just didn't care. Like, yeah. yeah. I just can't imagine the email to the customer if that did go wrong. Be like, I'm so sorry. Like, your order's not going to make it our... Our CSR got run over by a train delivery. Oh, no, we had to reburn the slicks because. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it was it was the best experience though because you really I, I feel like I really got this like MBA in promotional products like we worked in every little area and then basically whenever a territory would open up you would be um, jettisoned out to wherever that market was and I actually lived with. Um, I got a roommate down there. His name is Eric Carr, and many of you guys know Big E. So that's how we met, and we lived together in this corporate condo, which was spectacular. But, you know, and then he went off to Charlotte, and I went off to Kansas City. So it was, it was a great welcome to the industry, that's for sure. All right, so natural selection obviously determined who got to make it in the promo <laughs> industry back in your day. So uh, I, I, I big at the, at the best. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got to ask the question: Why would you crawl underneath the train instead of just going in between the two two cars? You know, well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, but we had to go in between the cars one way or the other. So you either had to crawl, depending on what the, the the car was, you either had to crawl over the connection or crawl underneath the connection. And some gotcha. were taller than others, right? So. I mean, I wasn't like underneath the car, but I might as well have been. You're you're a big guy, though. I'm sure I'm sure you could have free, leapfrogged those uh, those connections. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> there aren't too many taller guys in the industry, you know. You know one two. of them. Yeah, I know one. I'm not one of them. Sure. <laughs> so fair enough. Well, yeah, until I'm around Nick, and then I feel five foot four. Yeah, that's well. Imagine you know being six foot and being around them. You know, that's that's my life. So, well, listen, we are here to talk about PPEF, Promotional Products Education Foundation. So, Brian, can you just give us a quick rundown as to what PPEF is? uh, You know, where it started, how it's you know where it's come from, its inception, and uh, just give us you know some information about PPEF. So, So, this has nothing to do with Personal Protection Equipment Foundation. 
This is um, not the. Finally, we were going to talk about a PPE that doesn't have to do with that. Oh, okay, good. So, good. Yeah, yeah, you were you were close though. So, PPEF uh, is an organization. Uh, it's it's based out of the PPI headquarters, um, the promotional uh, uh, promotional products education foundation. Um, it it got its inception back in the mid '80s, um, and has just been slowly growing year after year. And and I really appreciate you guys talking about this because as, as much as we've grown and as many scholarships we give out, there is still so many people that don't really understand what it is or know what it is. And so it is a um, scholarship fund that is set up and any person in the industry, no matter what you do, from the CEO to the, the, the person who just came on board, um, your kids or yourself are available to apply for these scholarship funds, okay? Um, and so I actually came on the board four years ago, uh, well, five years ago now, and I'm just coming off as the past chair. But what we do is, is every year we get together and we've got all these different fundraising events, right? But the thing that, that really struck me about PPF was the fact that every bit of money that comes in is also goes back out to the kids in some way, shape or form at some point in time, right? And to give you an idea, um, when I first came on board four years ago, uh, well, five years ago now, um, we were giving away about $185,000 a year in scholarship funds, right? And so we sit down and we reevaluate where we're at, how much we can give. And the goal is to obviously give as much as possible and obviously still be good, um, you know, fiduciaries of, of all the funds, right? So this year alone, we gave over $276,000 in scholarships, right? And that was to 160 kids in some way, shape, or form that were, um, you know, going off to college or continuing their education. Um, and so since the inception, we've given away over $2.4 million. Um, and usually those scholarships range from just over $2,000. We actually bumped it up from $2,000 to $2,250 um, to $4,000, just kind of depending on, on how those scholarships are allotted and, and what they apply for. So um, it's a huge benefit, you know, um, and, and, and people have really, over the last like five, six, seven years, they've really started to pay more attention. And our number of scholarship applications have gone through the roof. Um, yeah, so we went from a, a manual process, now it's all online, it's easier, uh, but it's, it's great. I mean, it's, it, it's something that I, I believe of all the things I've been involved in, it's been the one that's had the most immediate effect on the industry, so. Sure. Br so, Brian, I don't know if you, you knew this or not, um, kind of a, a plug, but in 2016, one of our employees, their son actually got the four-year scholarship uh, from PPEF. That's huge. That's so, great. Yeah. 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 So, I awesome. have a lot of kids. I need to get them on board and have to apply because I have one in college, well, actually three going for in college and one is a senior and one is a junior right now. So yeah, it's, it, and, and <laughs> one thing is, as we've gone over the years, we sit down and we reevaluate. Traditionally, we would do that in person in October, but we look at like, where, where does the money go, right? And about 65 to 70% of it goes to need-based um, kids as well. So everything's taken into account, right? There's your uh, resume, quote unquote, like everything you've done throughout your, your high school career. Um, and then they also submit an essay as well. And then they submit their financials with that. And the thing that I love is that a lot of the money does go to the kids who need it the most, which is, which is huge, right? I mean, that's, that's where it should be. So, yeah. Now, how do you, how do you guys um, 
build the the reserves and the funds for a scholarship like this? Yeah, Stephen, obviously that's the most important part is right, is continuing that. And so our biggest fundraiser year in, year out is always been tied into Expo. And it's it's the 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 golf outing, which is on Monday. Obviously this year we are, are not going to be able to have that with with Expo going virtually. Um, so that's been a huge, huge uh, portion of that. We do a lot of different fundraising throughout the year. We've got our giving tree that we have at Expo. Um, we actually have, it's, it's great timing to, to be able to sit down with you all because we have our Giving Tuesday campaign, which will happen December 1st. Um, and so we'll coordinate that. The entire board sets a goal. We each try to go out and raise X amount of money. And we've traditionally raised anywhere between, you know, 10 to 15, 16, $17,000, kind of depending. And that will actually be enough money to fund five or more kids, which is huge, right? right. And um, to, you know, we'll, we'll obviously do the reach out that week uh, following Thanksgiving. But for people that want to donate, you can go to um, www.ppef.us and there's a donate button and you can do that as well. But um, we try to do a lot of different things throughout the year and just tie it into, you know, the regional associations. We do have some regional associations that actually have their own scholarships, which are great, and they fund those scholarships. Um, other avenues are we have um, like uh, named scholarships, right? So if, if somebody uh, that's, that's had a huge influence on the industry, for example, like Fran Ford, right? Um, so that is a, a $50,000 scholarship that just runs continually, right? So it's a lot of people got involved with that and they donated to that. And obviously he was a huge part of so many people's lives. And um, then they, they just perpetually fund themselves as we move forward, which is beautiful. So, um, you know, the one thing we've got to make up this year is obviously that big chunk of change that, that comes out of Expo. So, um, so we're, we're, we're going to do everything we can. And, um, you know, this type of format helps a ton. So thank you. Brian, we, we haven't even gotten to that part of the, uh, of, of the podcast yet, but we've already got folks on, on Facebook asking where they can donate. And I see Meg has already replied. So Meg, help, help me with the name here. Cause I may end up butchering it, but Alex Lafarve, is it how, is it how you would say it? Lafarve, Lafarve. I apologize. Alex F. <laughs> L. Yeah, it's Alex L. Come on, Stephen, get the last letter right at least. Uh, so anyhow, he he wants to shout out. He says, Brian, identify yourself. Would like to donate today. Is there an online way to make the contribution? Make challenge or maybe challenge everyone on the call today to make a donation. We are in, and I would 100% agree. We are going to put that call out there for sure. There's also a few other ways that you can actually donate. Uh, I believe without even knowing you're really contributing. Uh, so Brian, I'm, I'm sure we'll maybe hit on smile.amazon.com. That's a way that you can contribute as well. Correct. Absolutely. So, and, and essentially what that is, if you go to smile.amazon.com, you can pick uh, many, many, many different charitable donation or uh, charitable foundations, uh, you know, that you basically, while you're doing your Amazon purchases, uh, a small percentage of that goes back to the foundation of your choosing, but you have to go through smile.amazon.com in order for those, uh, you know, those purchases to count. So um, maybe we can, you know, plug the link in, in the comments for that as well. Uh, but it would highly encourage folks to do that because it's, it's literally third party. You're not even thinking about it, but you're still contributing quite a bit of money to, uh, to PPEF. But I would highly encourage you also to, to click on the link that Meg posted in the comment section. Uh, and as Brian had mentioned, www.ppef.us. Uh, uh, forward slash about giving so or about slash dash giving um so that's 
definitely where you should go to make contributions. Uh, but Brian, tell us a little bit about Expo and sort of that, you know, that being the basis or, or the main, I guess, campaign drive where you guys raise the majority of the funds. Because uh, I know Janet McMaster reached out to Meg, uh, which is how we got all this set up. And you know, that's sort of where we learned a little bit about this. So tell, tell us about that. Yeah, so years ago, uh, I believe it was Fran and, and CJ and, and uh, Paul Loggi and, and uh, Dave Saraceno and those guys, we were obviously looking for different ways to kind of create different events, right, that, that could drive, um, you know, some fundraising. And uh, so obviously Expo being the, the biggest draw uh, year in, year out in the industry. So they started with a, a small crew and then it actually just got out of control to the point where it would actually sell out basically the February before the next expo, right? Wow. And so we actually looked at trying to move to a, a golf course where we could have a, a much larger crew. Then you start looking at logistics and it's tough. But at the end of the day, um, it's been been right down at Valley uh, High right next door to Mandalay Bay. And, um, you know, we would raise in excess of, of about $75,000. That would, I mean, that's obviously for us, that's a, a huge portion of, of what we draw in year in, year out. So, um, it is going to be a, it'll be a climb this year to kind of overcome that. But with everything that we do, as we're looking at our funds and uh, we've had very successful campaigns over the, the past couple of years, uh, Dana had a great, you know, a tough year this year as chairman, but she did a, a great job of trying to maintain that. Uh, Chris Duffy is going to be leading the, uh, the campaign this year for giving, giving Tuesday. So we're just trying to make a lot of that up in little different ways, right? We're still going to have our, our lending tree that's going to be associated with Expo or our giving tree that's going to be um, uh, associated with Expo, but it's a tough one. So we do obviously take very good care of, of our reserves and, um, you know, we'll come through this. I mean, I know this is a tough year because everybody's in a very difficult position, right? This has been a, a crazy year. And a lot of people have, have suffered in many ways. And so it's that fine line between the ask, right? And, and asking ver during a very difficult time and also understanding the need that is there for people that are, are you know, their kids are still going to be going off to school, right? Um, and they're going to need this more than ever. So I, the only thing I would say is for people that can give, whether it's $10 or, or, or up, right? Um, just do what you can. You know, if you've been a part of this industry a long time, or if, you know, like Steven, uh, you know, in his company, you know, they, they were lucky enough to, to work hard enough and to get there and to take advantage of that. You know, there's people that need it. So uh, anything that people can give, we would, we would love it. So. Hey, Brian, I, I kind of have a loaded question for you here. So, so uh -oh. take it, uh, take it as you will. But what, what are the, the gaps I think in, in our industry as a whole is, you know, getting, younger people interested in the industry sure. as well as getting uh, a more diverse industry. Sure. Um, and I can't help but notice the parallels to make possibly your organization and maybe the role you can play in getting it into the education system, right? Because I think that's part of the biggest gap is it's just not taught about um, in colleges or high schools and pretty much nobody knows about our industry until you fall into it or, you know, someone <laughs> or born into it, right? So I'm just wondering, does, does PPEF have any ties into the, the, the recipients or back into the universities in, in any way to try to help push the promo light a little bit um, into the school systems? Yeah, it's a really, it's a great question, Stephen. And actually my first year, um, David Tate, 
with, with Signet had actually, he and Danny Rosen had started a program where we were just trying to test the waters with that, right? And it's still an ongoing program, but it's still in that, you know, we're going to kind of beta figure it out stage. And basically what happened was um, they uh, would fund a scholarship, each uh, themselves individually, and it would go to someone at a very, you know, a specific school. So for David, it was at Memphis, right? And along with that, they were given the ability to come in and speak at these, um, you know, in, in a marketing class, those types of things. And, um, you know, in some, in some situations, it went over very well. And in some situations, it was more difficult based on the university, right? It had to be the right school, the right size, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, there's two things that come out of that, right? The fact that, um, and, and I see this even outside of PPF, where people are actually volunteering time to go into like, KU and speak at a, a, in a marketing class. And I think that's something that we, we all should possibly try to take that angle. Um, but the other thing is, we, I think we've done a really good job and Sarah Besley, who, who runs PPF for us, she's done a phenomenal job of, of getting those, you know, making sure that the kids that go through these programs understand uh, the industry and, and what drives that. Um, and it used to be the scholarships had to go to someone who was going to come back into the industry and work in some way, shape, hmm. right? But now we looked at it as no matter what, like if somebody goes out there and they become an engineer, um, you know, or possibly they're working in a situation where they might have the ability to buy promotional products or use promotional products in some way, shape, or form, it's good that they understand that and they can kind of take that gospel and spread that out there, right? I, I mean, I don't think that's something that we can do enough of, you know, as much as we become more prevalent out there as, as a, a viable option with, you know, media and print and social media and all those types of things. I still think we just have a, a long ways to go. So we're, we're trying to do everything we can to, to push that. And are you doing anything in conjunction with the expo virtually, you know, direct to you that they're doing in January or is it? Oh, yeah. Um, as far as, uh, like for fundraising or anything, like, I mean, are you, yeah, we're still going to have our, our giving tree that is going to be available and that will be, you know, posted throughout, mm -hmm. uh, you know, on different links, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, it's such a, a tree, Brian, what can you explain what that is? I know I've heard of it, but I'm not really sure what that is. Yeah. So basically, um, we would have our, our, our board meeting on the Sunday prior to expo. Right. And then we would all literally get this, these little apples and leaves and all these types of things. And then throughout Expo, we would, you know, I would talk to, to you guys and, and whomever I could run into and say, hey, you know, would you like to, would you like to donate to PPF, right? And then we had this literally physical large tree um, kind of in that, that main hallway of Expo. And for everybody that donated, they got a little apple to put on their badge and they also could take this apple and put this on this tree, right? And it was great because it, you know what it's like there and everybody's excited and it's the beginning of the year and the juice is flowing. And um, you know, at the, at the end of the day, it did two things that helped to obviously raise money. And then it also, um, you know, was a visible sign of PPF and how many people are actually getting involved um, at, at any level, right? So um, we're, we're gonna try to emulate that. Um, and then I know there's other things that we're, we're continually working on, um, you know, to, to try to make up that, that lack that we'll have from the, the golf outing. What, uh, what, if people can't give maybe of their resources, is there a way that they can give of their time? Like, do you guys have any volunteer opportunities for, for those that want to get involved? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's always, you know, events that we have going on where we would, you know, need volunteer type things. And I would just suggest reaching out to, um, you know, to Matt, who's going to be the, the, the chair or to Dana's past chair. Um, I just got a text this morning about, uh, you know, getting involved. So, 
you know, there's, there's things that happen that we definitely, you know, need volunteers. And obviously just, you can be, you know, a, a volunteer just by taking information and going out to your company, right? We're more than happy to send you materials that you can hang up, you know, at the office or that you could send out uh, now may be the case more with, with less people at work, but you can email out and just let people know that, that um, you know, that it's available, right? There's still, I mean, if you walk into an office, there's a really good chance that, that 75, 80% of the people that work there aren't familiar with what PBF is, and it's still a, a major benefit for them, so. Very cool. Uh, so Mark Shen uh, chimes in. He says that you can actually make a multi-year contribution as well uh, as his company did. They did a uh, last year. They did a, a six-year commitment. So yeah, uh, that's did. something that you can do as well if you want to. You know, if you guys want to contribute long-term, that's that's certainly uh, something that you can do also and highly encourageable. That's correct. Yeah, Mark, uh, great guy, um, and, and really appreciate that. And and you know, so that allows you to break that up over time. You know, so usually they're a uh, a six thousand uh, dollar donation minimum, and then that's broken up over over six years. So you can do it individually. You can do it as a company. Um, we've had both, right? But it, it does allow you to to give over time. So, and I'm sure this is probably being thought about some people, and I'm sure it's available on the website five hundred one c three like tax, uh, for those that donate. Is that correct, Brian? All right. Anything else you guys want to cover about PPEF or any other questions, Meg, uh, looking at you, kid? So much. I, cause I didn't know a lot about it, Brian. So I wanted to kind of sit back and, and listen. And I really just learned so much. I think it's incredible that for the last five years, this has been going on and you guys have just been just doing this. And, and it's really just so amazing because there's so many people out there that, that need it and maybe don't, and now that they're starting to hear about it, maybe they're too ashamed to even ask. I think when it comes to money, people, it's a very delicate situation, except especially this year. Um, so being able to put this out to the masses in any form is, is wonderful. And I think just um, advocating for it, I think we should all do that. I'm, I'd like to challenge anyone that is listening today to, you know, if you have 10 bucks, just send it in. That's a minimum, you know, donation. That would be awesome. And I, I'm going to donate as well today. I, I'm like looking over all the winners. And that's like so exciting. You see all their faces and it's like, that's really exciting. Yeah, it's great to get the list or to see all the people that um, receive the scholarships, the kids, right? And then I look through and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's that person's son or daughter, right? And you don't realize how much it affects, uh, you know, so many people within the industry. So I, I do love that part when we, we finally get to the awarding side and we get to give those things out. So it's great, yeah. Meg, do you have any idea how much money you could have saved by now? We just had a call with Penn State yesterday, so I might, I'm might. i going to have Kaylee jump on that ASAP. It all helps, right? Yeah. It all. <laughs> yeah no doubt. God bless you. <laughs> all right. Well, I guess with that said, if there's nothing else to, uh, to cover with PPEF, uh, again, just highly encourage you guys to, to go click on the link that's in the comments, uh, www.ppef.us, uh, and there's an about giving section in there. Go, please donate. Uh, they, they definitely need some help this year considering, uh, you know, the, the major fundraiser of Expo is not an in-person event. So it's going to cause some, some, you know, obviously some potential issues with, you know, uh, you know, gaining the amount of funds that they need to really help uh, our young ones uh, get into higher education. So, uh, with that being said, we'll uh, we'll jump into rapid fire and we'll start with Meg Erber. All right. Well, my yeah, you're getting used to it now, huh? <laughs> so my question is, and um, 
when the answers come out, you'll see why I asked it. <laughs> have, my question to you, to the guys, have any of you ever had to fight a girl? <laughs> I don't know if I want to answer this question. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess I can go first. Go yeah, first. yeah. So, so I, I was, I wrestled in high school. Oh, man. I had to wrestle a gal. <laughs> I don't know if that counts, but other than that, the answer would be no. <laughs> Did you have to actually wrestle a girl? Yes. Did you win or lose? I won. Okay. <laughs> if I lost, I still wouldn't tell you. I mean, what? <laughs> <laughs> that was going to be the answer, regardless. Jeff? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> how do you answer this? Uh, you know, uh, yes yeah. No once, question. once. I think I was in like second or third grade, and this girl was in like. Fifth, <laughs> and this girl was in like fifth grade, and she was a bully. So I had to, I had to put her in her place. Good. Did you win? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> beard always wins. Did you have that beard when you were in second grade? Because I feel you might have been able to grow a beard that young. I was probably shaving. <laughs> No, I didn't have it. I love it. I love it. No, Brian, has, has this ever happened to you? <laughs> well, officially, I haven't had to, but I was very close one time. <laughs> I was at a, a watering hole in Chicago, and um, just everyone having a great time, and all of a sudden, this giant tray of drinks spills down my back, and I'm like, what the heck was that? And I turn around, and there no is the the jetline posse led by the one and only Meg Erber. Oh, and she is ready to destroy me. And I am like, what is going on? And who are all these people? And this is not gonna go well for anyone here. And uh, and as and then Joe comes out, Joe Hoffman, the peacemaker, and he comes in, he's like, I love BP, I love Meg, you guys should meet. And then that's how I met Meg was uh, having, and I didn't know how like, you know, all the jujitsu and all the badness that was, all the, how tough she is in there. I'm lucky, I got lucky, I think, so. Well, for the record, they weren't my drinks. I don't even remember who it was, but I was like, who's this guy? Like fronting on us and I'm like, all right, I got this guy, back up, back up. <laughs> And Brian Porter towers over me. I don't even know what I was thinking. That was, we, we do have a great story there. It was, yeah. There were a lot of good people in that room. That was great. There were, there were. There enough. Right. Steven Batten. So since, since, Brian, since you're from Kansas City, um, barbecue. Yeah, yes. Tomato-based, vinegar-based, or mustard-based? Well, so, you know, in Kansas City, we do everything well. I love all the barbecue here, but I do, I do love a bit. Come on, man. <laughs> but I do love, I like a vinegar based myself. I like okay. a good vinegar based. Uh, but I, I'll tell you, when I get down to the Carolinas, there are some hidden gems that mustard based. Oh, man, like so good. So I just like to eat in general. So I'm equal opportunity, but yeah. I feel yeah, like the Carolinas man. are vinegar based. Yeah, uh, North North Carolina is vinegar based. South Carolina and Lower is is, is uh, mustard based. Oh. You get that mustard South Carolina, yeah, yeah. I love a good. I'll I'll go next. I love a good vinegar barbecue. You know, if you go anywhere else, there's there's yeah. no there's no other there's no other way. Sorry, Meg. So I'm not really the um I. I my boyfriend, if you open up a refrigerator, it's all fucking barbecue sauces. It drives I me barbecue. I only eat salads. 
No, I don't eat salad. Now we have to put a disclaimer on this podcast, Meg. I just start to sound like BP and J. It's <laughs> <laughs> Next time, I will literally just have all my barbecue sauces out. I actually told him he wasn't allowed to buy any more until he started throwing some out. So the outside fridge is where they've all been moved to. Oh, so no. I just like kind of vinegar and mustard, Meg. Yeah, answer the question. It's rapid vinegar. vinegar. <laughs> Tomato for me. All right, so I'll go next. What's your favorite holiday tradition? Because I've got two little ones, and I want to instill some really good holiday traditions for my girls. And so I want to figure out what you're all's, because you all have kids. What is your favorite Thanksgiving Day tradition or Thanksgiving, oh, Thanksgiving. Black Friday, whatever? That that this time. Anybody? Anybody? I was thinking, I was thinking Christmas when you said that. Yeah. I was thinking Christmas. We just do Christmas. Can we go Christmas. No, it's Thanksgiving yeah, because it's not Christmas yet, Meg. Maybe I'll ask this question again in a month. Okay. All right. Uh, putting up Christmas decorations right after Thanksgiving. <laughs> there you go. That's fair. That's fair. I love it. I love it. Well, it's usually a good time that we normally are allowed to have our family together. So we generally just try to take some family pictures or Christmas cards. Even though I never get them out. Sorry, Michelle Bell. I know I get yours every year, but nobody gets mine ever. So um, pictures and putting up the Christmas tree. Oh, can I change my answer? No. No. <laughs> yes, go ahead. So the, the morning of uh, Thanksgiving, I, we used to do a big turkey bowl. Um, and it was a taco football game the morning before. And we'd get all the, like, the alumni from our high school together. We've kind of stopped doing that. People have lost like pieces of their ear and stuff like that so and i'm older now so it really does take its toll that's that's that was one of my favorite things that's a great tradition when you're in your you know your teens or your early 20s uh not not so great for my my three-year-old my (laughs) two-year-old come on girls let's go let's start start them early yeah so we uh like in kansas city they do they have this tradition down in the plaza which is this cute little area where they light the plaza. And so we've done that in the past and they flip the switch and it's usually freezing. Well, this year, obviously uh, nobody's getting together to do that. So we also will try to do that weekend. There's this um, Arboretum that's close and they do this luminary walk and it's amazing. And I'll tell you, like, if you have anything close, take the kids because it's, it's just so much fun and it's dark out and everything's lit up and they have, you know, the, the, the carolers. And so it's, it's, it gets you in the, uh, the Christmas spirit, uh, the holiday spirit right after Thanksgiving, which is the best. I mean, food and football, like it's yeah. my favorite holiday. So. It doesn't get enough love, does it, Brian? You know, it's just smacked right in between things uh, with uh, Halloween and, and then it goes straight to Christmas. Like, it's like the middle child. It's just I know. not get enough love. But it's, you know, it's a great kid. So, yeah. It's a great kid. There you yeah. go. So All right, Brian, what's your question to us? And then we'll, we'll wrap things up. Bean, for Thanksgiving, what is your one dish you cannot go without? Like, what do you got to have on the table? I mean, are we, are we talking side excluding dish? Turkey? Or, uh, you can, uh, outside, excluding the turkey. Yeah, you got to have a side dish. Okay. Um, I am a big fan of, I don't care who, who has anything to say about this, but some canned cranberry sauce. I don't want... You're fresh. With the ridges on it. Yeah. Get that shit out of here. I like the can. I'm sorry. And I make a really mean homemade gravy, but, you know. Nice. I like it. Depending on where you're from, um, it's either called dressing or stuffing, but you got to have that. Yeah. 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 You got to have that mashed potato. You got it. Stove top, throw it together. Does it matter? What's that for me? Does it matter, like homemade or? or Homemade. Yeah. 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 
There you go. Is it stovetop or stuffed in the bird? Oh, yeah. Oh, stovetop. Yeah, I like, I like stovetop, too. <laughs> yeah, it's not mushy. It's, like, got crispy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, for me, man, I got to go with some mashed potatoes. You know, you can't you can't have uh, Thanksgiving dinner without mashed potatoes. Fair. Yeah, and I'm going to ask you to answer the question too, just because we need another dish. Now I'm hungry. I know. Uh, my so this is like a tradition. My grandmother would make these like amazing baked beans, and they were all smoked and thick and so good. And even though it's not like something you would traditionally have at, at Thanksgiving, like now my brother makes them, and it's this tradition. And like I will over. To the just because we get a lot of year. Poor wife. <laughs> um, you know, one other tradition actually I want to tell you guys about. I um every year, I don't know if you ever see it on you probably will because it's getting picked up and it's getting a lot bigger and bigger every year. Um, one of the most famous Christmas movies, obviously, is the Clark Griswold one and and Yes. Yeah, I should have lampooned Christmas vacation. Yes, yeah, thank you. I actually had a brain fart. So there is a house down the street from me. It's literally like maybe two blocks away that their entire house looks like the house from, from, from the movie. They've got Clark uh, Griswold out there. They've got um, the, the Quaid guy, Dan, Randy, Randy Quaid. Uh, Randy it's, Quaid, Shitter's Fool. Does he actually have a, have a house in the store underneath the- that for me, Clark. Yeah. yeah, they have the house, they have the, the van, they have everything, and they make a big donation bin for Toys for Tots, and the news picks it up, and they're adding, like, like full people this year, like, they're actually adding Clark as well, and he moves, so it's really exciting, so Toys for Tots, that's my neighbor. Can I do a shameless plug? I don't yeah, know, sure. I just thought I'm really excited. All right, quick, quick shameless plug, so normally we do, like, that big 5k race every year in December, um, mm-hmm. that I've been doing for for the past six years and with COVID stuff, we've, we've postponed that, but this year um, we didn't want to let it an event die. So we're actually doing a drive-in movie. I'm bringing in a 55 foot screen uh, from Virginia down, down here. And we're doing a, uh, a two movies. So we're doing uh, the Grinch at five 30 and then national Lampoon's Christmas vacation at eight 30. So hoping to have about uh, 250 cars per show and it's all going to charity. So we're excited that. That's, great. Yeah. That's super cool, man. Yeah, you gotta love a good drive-in movie, uh, and yeah, Na- National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation for sure is a Christmas, a, cr- a Christmas tradition for sure. Um, all right, guys. Well, listen. Again, we are brought to you today by Tervis, uh, and they've they've added their their stainless to their uh, to their well-established line as well about two years ago, and they've got the goal of basically being better than the competition by utilizing state-of-the-art custom 360-degree UV printing. They're available in four different sizes: 12 ounce, 20 ounce, 30 ounce, and they've got a 24 ounce water bottle. Uh, they've got a five-year warranty, 18-8 copper-lined, vacuum-insulated, and keeps your drinks hot uh, for eight hours or cold for 24 hours. Definitely go check them out at TervisPromos.com. You won't be sorry that you did. Uh, Brian, I really definitely appreciate you being on the show today. Thank you for bringing awareness to PPEF, and uh, just really glad to have you, man. Thank you. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. I really appreciate you guys bringing this to light and shining on it. It's great timing with, with Giving Tuesday coming up, so thank you for that. That's awesome. All right. Very well. Thanks, guys. And uh, be sure to join us next week as well. Take care. Take care. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Promo Corner's Industry Insider. For more great content from industry thought leaders, including podcasts, blogs, and videos, visit promocorner.com.